patterns of happiness are frameworks that always work. They are tools and practices that will bring permanent change to your life for better. We're not looking for temporary solutions. We change and transform. We practice what we preach and we're gonna share it with you here. Be careful because you can become seriously happier today. recording the podcast I always think oh my god what's the best thing I can share today with people who listen to me because I'm, I'm really grateful that you're listening to me right now I'm still in India with my family and I would like um, to share with you something that I've learned not here but about something that was born here many many thousands of years ago i'd like to talk with you about tantra and about the way the path of tantra and actually how it can benefit you in your everyday life many people connect tantra purely to sex and yeah it is connected it is related, but it's not really about sex in particular. Sex is your power battery. And of course, you can use it just to discharge, like uh, to lose some energy. But basically, uh, your bedroom can become your own temple. And when I say temple, I do not mean like it's church full of icons <laughs> in that sense. No, I mean that you and your partner are really the priests. And when you join, when you are together, you are connected to a greater, to a bigger thing. I, I've told you last time that I was born in Ukraine. And uh, yes, when there was the Soviet Union, people weren't allowed to baptize children. But still, the, the tradition, the Christian tradition was really strong in my family. And um, I will share some things that may contradict your beliefs, but just test them, okay? Just play around with these ideas. What, what I was taught in childhood is that my sexuality is not something I can openly express. Just the opposite. I have to. I had to suppress it, and I just couldn't show that I felt attracted to someone and that I I, I wanted someone. And um, I remember once I, I was invited to play with the cool kids the game called the bottle, which is when you rotate the bottle on the floor and in, it indicates someone, it chooses, sort of, the bottle chooses someone of the opposite sex, and if the person that it chose is not of your sex, then you just do the handshake, that's how we play it, and, um, yeah, so when it chose someone, depending upon the, uh, I don't remember the rules exactly, but you had to kiss the person, and at first it was like a friendly kiss, and then the next time when the bottle was rotated, it would be something more serious, like a French kiss maybe. So I was already in the 10th grade. I, I was kind of a big boy already, but I knew nothing about French kisses. And when we went to the wardrobe with this girl, and uh, because we weren't just like kissing in front of everyone, it, there was some intimacy observed. 
and she put her tongue into my mouth. I got, I got, I, I freaked out. I got really scared. And I remembered that after the game, I called a friend of mine and asked him, is it appropriate? Like, was it appropriate? Or maybe she was doing something wrong. She was because she just put the tongue into my mouth. I mean, she wasn't moving it or anything, but still, uh, yeah, you can imagine. The tense form, the tense grade, but I still knew no nothing about that. And as I was late home that day, I had to tell my mom what I was doing because we had an open relationship I'm in, in the sense that I, I was telling, I was sharing whatever was happening to me. And when I shared with her that thing... Uh, she got angry that I was late and I wouldn't respond my cell phone. Uh, she, she got mad, but then she cooled down. And when I wanted to share the intimate details of what was happening and basically to ask her questions to get her guidance regarding this whole experience, she just said, uh, you should talk to your father. And somehow my conversation with my father never happened. Even though I was in the tense form, the only way sexuality was introduced into my life was the book that my parents bought called like Early Sexuality, I guess, with childish pictures. And they, they just put it in, they left it in my uh, bedroom and they said, oh, okay, that's a book that you should uh, read sometime. Because we are the family of readers, so you should read this book too. And I remember that when I was a kid, I, I I have never heard my parents having any intimate situation in their life. And when I came to a friend of mine, he was around the 10th, 11th grade, and um, his father, he was showing me some coins. Uh, coins were, I was collecting coins. That's why he was showing me coins from different countries uh, where his uh, clients and friends came from. And there were condoms. For me, in my family, it was something really inappropriate, like something really secretive. And then I, I remember when I was in the first, uh, when I was a freshman at the university, and we were fam traveling with his family, and I remember that his parents, his father, he was doing anti-cellulite massage. He was giving anti-cellulite massage to his mother, and he was... Not the youngest boy, but still they had like three children in their family. And uh, they still had so much passion. When I looked at him, I saw that he was giving her massage, but he was sharing... I mean, he was doing it so passionately. Whereas in my family, when my father hug, hugged my mother, uh, she was so stressed out that the next day we called him misuse because some of the discs in her spine... Something something happened. So, um, even right now, where I was my family, and I love them a lot, and I'm really grateful for uh, being so open to what I do and what my wife does, because my wife is a tantra teacher, and she's a really successful and powerful coach in um, <laughs> here, let's say. So... They're open to what we do, and uh, we can be with them, and we love them very much. But at the same time, even now, I, I cannot really kiss my mother into a chick, like her chick. Because every day when we go to the shop with my wife here, our baby, she's three years old, she tells us, Oh, uh, kiss mama, kiss uh, papa, and uh, I, I just can't send them... 
uh, a wind kiss. Yeah, how do you call it? Like, like, like this. I don't really actually do this. I just <laughs> show the act of doing this. And this, this is all imprinted from my childhood. So when I got my first um, sexual experiences, they were really mostly made from what I saw online, what I saw from porn. I am really grateful that I was growing in the days when the internet connection was still really low. And, uh, you know, you had to make this call like uh, from your uh, home phone to the internet company. And then the phone itself would be busy because uh, you were online. And uh, the internet cost so much that I wouldn't be really able to watch anything so my maturing the period when i was a teenager was still in those days and happily i didn't have a, a chance to get really hooked to porn but but i know that i still had some effects there there still were harmful effects and i would like to share with about them and i would like to share with you about uh, the porn effects in general and how Time for healed me. I'll be, I'll be really vulnerable here, okay? So I wasn't really a fan of any porn. Like I didn't really enjoy it when I was a teenager. But at the same time, what I was um, hooked on was checking the sites where there were ads with different prostitutes, and um, for me, it uh, made me feel as if. This was something more real, as if I could just call them, even though I wasn't even earning money <laughs> when I learned about that. But still, it felt like, oh, that's something real. Because uh, when I watched the movies, it didn't feel real to me. And so it didn't really get me excited in any way. So I was excited just reading the descriptions of those uh, night butterflies and imagining that I could go to them and the thing is that uh, what happens when people watch porn is that they get into a state of mind which psychologists call a flow that is something that you can do for hours and hours and when you start especially men for men it's much easier to get hooked to that so um, they get into this flow which can last for many hours in a row and they just start in the evening and they think okay I'll spend like 30 minutes and then I go to sleep but then they found, find themselves in the middle of the night and it's already uh, 3 o'clock and they've spent 5 hours watching and masturbating and um, this dopamine which uh, is being generated by the glands it basically brings into power and it builds really strong pathways that get you hooked so i will i will talk more in the next episodes because i would like to introduce the context um, the whole idea of tantra here but um, the thing is that uh, if you know people that are hooked to to porn because um, there, there is one marketer that I love and they, they I learned from Russell Branson uh, he actually has a side project called 
I don't really remember how it is called, but basically it's a training for people who were hooked to porn. And I'm in one of his groups, uh, marketing groups, but uh, there was a guy who who actually made a post in which he wrote that uh, because of porn and actually his addiction to porn, uh, his first family broke up and uh, there was a split for him and it, his family was ruined and it took him years to recover. So one of the things that I recently learned uh, on a site called Fight the New Drug, they um, have uh, been cooperating with many scientists from respected universities and one of the scientists was measuring the size and different areas of the brain of people who watch porn so what they discovered is that the brain actually becomes smaller in general but the areas responsible for this flow and for this dopamine they become bigger so that's why it's so difficult to really get uh, off <laughs> this hook in my case what really helped me is that i remember my english tutor told me that you know you can you are allowed like you are allowed to masturbate <laughs> only if your wife is not around so for me the whole idea uh, when I got into a relationship was that if I'm in a relationship, I'm not into these kind of things. And even though I had an inner desire sometimes to watch, I stopped myself, prevented myself, because I really taught myself and I made this uh, really, really strong imprint inside saying that uh, this is wrong. I mean, this is an act of infidelity, of being unfaithful to the person I am with right now. And uh, that's what I taught myself. I mean, it's not something I'm preaching, but that's what I taught myself. And that's what actually allowed me to get off this, uh, this powerful habits. Because I often found myself really tired in the morning because I didn't sleep late at night as I was watching those videos and was checking out those sites that I told you about. So, the question is, how is Tantra connected to that? So, one of the things uh, people see in porn, especially these days, is um, what sex is not. Because uh, they see this 20 to 40 to 60 minutes of porn with constant action. And, I mean, all the producers of porn agree and accept that uh, it's like making Avengers or any other uh, movie about superheroes where they're just trying to put inside so many super effects that people continue watching. So all the hardcore stuff that you see doesn't really happen in life. Like most of the time it doesn't. And... Um, the problem is that in most cases people even don't see uh, how to say this they, yeah they don't see the real body because uh, the producers of uh, porn movies these days they polish the picture so much that sometimes female organs are not as they, they really are because Mm, they're trying to make them more attractive or they are trying to make them look slightly different from what they are in order 
to excite the person. And then when people get to meet their partner, for example, if they're married, their wife or their husband, they expect something from what they saw, both from themselves and from their partner, but that's not the reality. So Tantra is something that helps you resensitize your body. So porn and other things that we can do and that we will discuss in the future podcast, po, po, podcast episodes desensitizes and Tantra really makes a difference. It's, it, it makes you feel again. Uh, just, just a fact, okay? Just for you to know that uh, most uh, porn actors, especially men, after a couple of years of making and taking videos, like making videos actually, they become so desensitized because they come all the time and they have to take injections into their genitalia. So they get so desensitized that they cannot actually come. They cannot ejaculate. We will start slowly because Tantra is a really big topic and within 20 minutes podcast it's really difficult to describe all of it. And um, the more you learn, the better your experience is with your partner and the more orgasmic you become. I can share with you that my journey in Tantra started around seven years ago and my life has changed dramatically. One of the really basic concepts that I would like to share with you today, I, I mean actually these are the three core concepts of Tantra. We'll look uh, even deeper into them when we start learning, but um, you must understand that Tantra stands on three pillars. Like all the techniques, all the practices, all the exercises, they include and they emphasize the breath. The breath patterns change. You might have been into different meditation trainings. All the meditations are also based on the breath. We can actually say that one conscious, one aware inhale and exhale is already a meditation. Yes, when you practice this for quite some time, you experience benefits which are greater. But, I mean, even now, you can inhale and exhale and you are already more present, you are already more in the moment. Breath and heartbeat are the two things that make us alive. Because when anyone dies, they stop breathing and their heartbeat stops. And we're no longer there. And as we live and as we do our chores every day, we just forget about it. We think, oh, it happens automatically, so we don't need to pay attention to that. But breath is the foundation of just any spiritual practice whatsoever. And Tantra is one of them. The reason why I insist here is because I, I, I really want you to deeply understand this. So right now, put your hands on your belly 
and make a deep inhale and a deep exhale. And feel how deep is your breath, how deep is your love, because this famous line from the song is actually something that uh, can be measured by your breath when you practice something with your partner. Because your breath and how relaxed it is and how deep it is indicates what your body is experiencing right now. And you must remember that people are made of two things, of water and energy. And both are instantly transferred and they, they both instantly send messages to your partner. So energy never lies, as I said, and I will keep on saying. And by this I mean that when you breathe, you indicate how relaxed you are and you indicate how present you are. And when you do this, you basically define the quality of sex and of tantric experience that you're going to have with your partner. So right now, put your hands on the belly and just feel, okay, when I breathe, is it superficial or is it deep? When I breathe, how many parts of my lungs and of my belly are involved? Because the deep breath, which you should practice, must involve all of your body. It must involve all of your stomach. And next time we will talk about the orgasmic breathing. And uh, before you go, or just before the next episode happens, I want you to practice it for just a couple of minutes every day. Maybe, maybe you will do this even a couple of times per day. And maybe even you're going to have your intimate moment with your partner. Even then, it doesn't matter whether you're straight or gay, it relates to everyone. Because you must understand the Tantra, yes, it has many meanings in tradition. And yes, they, the Buddhists in particular, they made it like a secretive, hidden wisdom, something that only people who practice for many, many years can learn. But these days you have access to this. And we, that, that's what we teach with my wife in our tantric workshops. Um, but press is the foundation. We will learn different patterns in the next, in the consequent episodes. But just today, feel this. And also try to break the breathing patterns. For example, you will usually breathe like that. So, do it different, in a different way, like two inhales and one exhale. Do it for a minute, like count to ten, and do it ten times. Or, do it in a different way, two inhales and two exhales in a row. The more you will listen to my podcast, you will learn that in any tradition, doesn't matter which, like yoga, Zen, Buddhism, whatever you do, they have elements 
elements related to breathing. And uh, that's what we learned with you today. One of the first workshops that I ever experienced, the colotropic breathing, it's fundamentally based on breathing. Like you breathe with your open mouth deeply for 30 minutes and then your consciousness changes, your awareness changes. And when it happens, and when you get to those very, very special states of your mind, changes happen in your life. Because you finally start seeing the picture clearly. Because when you face and when you watch your breath, when you change the patterns of your breath, it changes the quality of your presence and you become more present. And then different new perspectives can happen. Like if you watch most of the most successful people in Forbes, they practice meditation. And meditations include breathing part. So we, we take the meditation part and like the focus, the visualization, it's not really important right now. What I'm trying to tell you today is that breathing is important. The, this colotropic breathing thing, the, the way it originated, the way it uh, appeared in the first turn was that uh, Grof, family, Stanislav Grof, he was experimenting with uh, LSD, and when they were experimenting with LSD, uh, when it was still legal in the 60s, they saw, they noticed that people on the last stages of uh, the LSD experience, they start breathing heavily. So when LSD was forbidden, they started experimenting with that, and that's how they discovered that actually breathing can cleanse the body and it can actually bring to surface different processes, different uh, uh, hidden patterns, patterns that didn't work in your life before, different conditionings that didn't work in your life before, and in sex in particular. So this time and next time I will... I mean, I've been sharing already about the brass. Next time we'll share a little more maybe, but we'll get more into the fundamentals of Tantra practice. I'm in the process of finishing a book right now dedicated to Tantra, and also we are planning to make an online workshop. If you're interested, join, join our group. Right now no one is there, but we're just starting I mean actually I, I will just make it just after I finish publishing this uh, podcast so just join uh, we'll add you to the group we'll add more valuable stuff there every week and uh, yeah join the group hope to see you at our workshops as well you just leave your email and we will publish more information on our site Thank you for listening. I'm I'm really grateful. <laughs> I'm really grateful to you listeners. And I'm pretty much sure that breathing is one of the main things that could ever change your life. So please practice. And your life will become happier. Energy never lies. When your body is relaxed, when your breath is relaxed, when you're present, the quality becomes so much better.
And then you attract more money, you attract better relationship, you attract better health, everything. Um, the other thing I wanted to share, I ask you to do is um, to leave your comments. It's important for me to know whether the stuff I share here is valuable or not. I hope it is. And uh, hope to hear from you. Bye-bye.